All right, welcome to this week's roundtable. Today is a, a big day um, for our country. Uh, it's inauguration day, and uh, just want to share some some thoughts. We've been kind of processing mm -hmm. um, this and and how we should think and act as believers. And you know, um, one of the things that we're doing at the roundtable is fighting isolation, but also fighting for uh, the mind of Christ yeah. and how to think through these times as believers. Um, and a couple thoughts I uh, read was reading the crucifixion of Christ in Mark uh, 14 to 15 this week in the Bible reading plan. If you've started the five by five um, thing with, uh, with Veritas uh, in the discipleship journal, the reading plan, um, we're in the book of Mark. And I was thinking about today was a, an off day. So uh, yesterday was the crucifixion. So I was just reflecting on first Peter two and I think that this passage is the gold standard mm. of how Christians should think and act during these times. And I'll see if I can do it from memory. It's what I'm trying to memorize today. It says, um, to this, you were, this is uh, 1 Peter 2, 21 through 23, I believe. It says, um, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you the example that you should follow in his steps. No deceit was found in his mouth. No, what else? Well, and here it's when he was insulted. Yeah, notice he was found on his, on his mouth. Um, no, sorry, I should have this better. We should have rehearsed this. <laughs> uh, and it says, when they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he, was, when he suffered, he did not threaten. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. And I think that in, in the, you know, um, the, the word example is the, is the writing underneath the Greek word grammaton. It's like the Jesus grammar. The Jesus grammar mm. that you're supposed to trace your life over, it's how mm. they taught people how to write, uh, was they put this writing underneath the paper and little kids would just trace it over. That's how they taught writing. And so that's the, the Jesus grammar is, is suffer well, mm. endure unjust suffering, yeah. don't retaliate, don't revile. When, when you're reviled, don't, don't fight back with, with words and um, just endure it. And, and so I think that that, that is, uh, for me, mm. kind yeah. of how I want to follow in the steps of so, Christ. Well, and when we were talking about it a little bit ago, um, so if you're part of Veritas Church, you know that we're encouraging people to read their Bible and also to pray. And one of the tools that we're inviting people to, to try out to stir up uh, affections toward prayer is the Apostles' Creed. And it is just, I, I don't know, stunning to me, I guess, a little bit that in the Apostles' Creed, you have named the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then you've got Mary is a human name in there in order to kind of validate the incarnation, right? That a human mother, and, and the only other name in the whole thing is Pontius Pilate. <laughs> like, <laughs> suffered under Pontius Pilate. And, you know, it's almost like shocking to see his name in the few words to capture, here's what we believe is the name Pontius Pilate. So again, going through the Gospel of Mark, um, I do think that it was the ancient's way to rehearse First Peter 2, to rehearse this idea that 
we suffer unjustly because in the gospel of Mark, just a few chapters earlier, the greatest man, not Jesus, the God man, the greatest, just fully human was John the Baptist. You know, uh, the best example of a human, John the Baptist, according to Jesus, um, died under Herod, this despicable, pathetic pig of a human, politically powerful, sexual pervert. And, uh, that's how he died, the most ignoble death, you know. And then Pontius Pilate, are you kidding me? Pontius Pilate is the one who gives the order for Jesus. Wow. So all that to say, we're to be familiar with unjust suffering. We're to be familiar. Yeah. The Christ way, uh, right there even in the Apostles' Creed, is this world is going to be unjust. This world is going to be filled with unjust rulers. Suffer well, follow well, follow mm-hmm. King Jesus. Your allegiance has to be yeah. to King Jesus. Yeah. And he alone. Well, he says in in First Peter, he says um, to I urge you, dear friends, I urge you as strangers and exiles mm. to abstain from sinful desires that wage war against the soul. Mm. Conduct yourselves honorably among mm. the Gentiles, so that when they slander you as evildoers, they will observe your good works and will glorify God on the day He visits. Mm. Submit to every human authority because of the Lord whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors as those sent out by him to punish those who do what is evil and to praise those who do what is good. For it is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. Mm. Submit as free people, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but as God's slaves, honor everyone, love the brothers and sisters, fear God, honor the emperor. And I think today, I just want to pray that, that today will, you know, and, and the first Timothy two, the instruction to believers to, to intercede and pray for the, the human rulers, um, those leading our nation and nations around the world. And I just love that Mark, that last verse, you know, if we're marked by anything, we truly honor everyone, you know, in this day where. Again, the horizontal accusations, people to people, just being cruel to one another. No, no, no. The Jesus way is honor everyone, love the brothers and sisters. So you're honoring people in general. When it comes to the family of God, it goes beyond honor. You love. There's a true love there. You fear God and God alone, whatever other political allegiance, you know, you fear God. And then honor the emperor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just think right there, man, that yeah, it's jam- tight little verse is jammed. Yep. Uh, if, if we could be marked by that. Yep. This is, there's so much in the word and I'm sure that God, if you're in the word, he's speaking to you mm-hmm. and encouraging your heart during these times. I was hanging out with some, some dear brothers and sisters this week. And uh, I was asking them, I'm like, I'm curious. And cause they're, uh, you know, they, they're new to Veritas and, and we were um, just talking about, kind of their life. And, and I decided to pop the pin on the grenade and roll it into the room <laughs> by asking them, um, Hey, I'm curious, what are your political convictions? And, you know, just to see, are, are there things that, you know, we, we need to talk about, not, not like to correct your political views, but just to yes. curious, I mean, how, how are you thinking through things as a believer? And, uh, their response was so beautiful. Um, one of them said, I can't wait for Revelation 19. 
And so I read Revelation 19, and I want to read it, and then I want to pray. Yeah. yeah. And I want all of us, you know, if you're listening, to, to join in prayer today. Um, here we are. Um, it's going to be uh, noon. Uh, here you're listening to this. This is released around noon today, and I don't know when you're listening to this throughout the week. But anyway, today's Inauguration Day, and I want to read this. We'll pray. But let let this just just uh, fill our souls, and, and maybe we can go back and forth on reading. I'll just sure you know we'll, we'll read through this whole chapter. So yeah. Revelation 19. After this, I heard something like the loud voice of a vast multitude in heaven saying, "Hallelujah! Salvation, glory, and power belong to our God, because His judgments are true and righteous, because He has judged the notorious prostitute who corrupted the earth." with her sexual immorality, and he has avenged the blood of his servants that was on her hands. A second time they said, hallelujah, her smoke ascends forever and ever. Then the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who is seated on the throne saying, amen, hallelujah. A voice came from the throne saying, praise our God, all his servants, and the ones who fear him both great or both small and great. Then I heard something like the voice of a vast multitude, like the sound of cascading waters and like the rumbling of loud thunder saying, hallelujah, because our Lord God, the almighty reigns. Let us be glad, rejoice and give him glory because the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has prepared herself. She was given fine linen to wear, bright and pure, for the fine linen represents the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, write, blessed are those invited to the marriage feast of the Lamb. He also said to me, these words of God are true. Then I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, don't do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers and sisters who hold firmly to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Then I saw heaven opened and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True, and with justice he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a fiery flame and many crowns were on his head. He had a name written that no one knows except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. The armies that were in heaven followed him on white horses wearing pure white linen. A sharp sword came from his mouth so that he might strike the nations with it. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will also trample the winepress of the fierce anger of God, the Almighty. And he has a name written on his robe and on his thigh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun and he called out in a loud voice saying to all the birds flying overhead, high overhead, Come, gather together for the great supper of God so that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of military commanders, and the flesh of the mighty, the flesh of horses and their riders, and the flesh of everyone, both free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and against his army. But the beast was taken prisoner, and along with it, the false prophet who had performed the signs in its presence. He deceived those who accepted the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image with these, with these signs. Both of them were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. 
The rest were killed with the sword that came from the mouth of the rider on the horse, and all the birds ate their fill of their flesh. Mm. Yeah, let's let's just pray. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I can start. God, um, every king on this earth uh, will give up the crown at some point, whether nobly or ignobly, whether by war or by election, whatever. Every leader, every king will not be king forever. You alone, Jesus, you alone will be king forever and ever. And we don't have to wonder what kind of rule that you will bring. You, your reign will be one of righteousness and justice. And so even now, we just swear our allegiance to you, Lord. I, I do pray for now President Biden. I pray, Lord, that he would fear you. I pray that, that even while he reigns right now uh, over this nation, that we would learn what it is to honor everyone, to truly love the people that you put within uh, our community of believers, Lord, that ultimately we would fear you, Lord, but we would honor President Biden. So give us a Revelation 19 hope, keep us fixed on that, and let that spill back into how we act, how we respond, how we walk with you today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lord, help us as believers to be optimistic and hopeful and excited, um, not fearful, angry, filled with rage and anger. Um, God, give us just an optimism and a joy today that Jesus is King, Jesus is Lord, and that you are coming back. And this is our hope. We can entrust our suffering to you because you judge justly. And we thank you that um, we can have this, this mind of Christ and this perspective uh, because, because our hope is, is in you. And Lord, I pray that today um, you will help believers to live peaceful and quiet lives um, in this world, that we pray for the governing authorities. We pray for uh, President Biden and, his, and the, his cabinet and all the people that surround him and we pray for governors of states and local authorities, um, county officials and local officials. We pray for Governor Reynolds. We pray for, um, you know, mayors and all, and it just we ask that um, for for peaceful, uh, uh, just that 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 you will give them wisdom to govern in a way that allows us as believers to live peaceful and quiet lives, to continue to uh, to live our lives, and make disciples and and um, help us to, as believers, just in the midst of all of this, to become more like Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And no deceit was found in your mouth. Mm -hmm. You didn't retaliate. You didn't threaten. You entrusted yourself to him who judges justly. And through the lens of Revelation 19, you're going to be a great judge. Mm -hmm. And we trust your kingship, that you are Lord. Fill our hearts with hope and joy today, we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, we hope that you guys will have uh, a, a great day, a great week, and we will see you next time.